Welcome back to Idea Jim. I'm Jeff. I'm Sheldon. And we have some exciting ideas to share with you today. We wanted to follow up on our interview with Ben Hardy. He mentioned a few things in there we thought were very intriguing. One was the Pygmalion effect. Did I say that right? Pygmalion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. First try. (laughs) Self-taught, no (laughs) lessons. No. So the Pygmalion effect. And Sheldon, give us a heads up on this. What is this idea about? Yeah. So Ben kind of explained it in a nutshell, but I've done some more research and we've been looking into this more. The Pygmalion effect is this phenomenon where the expectations in somebody's mind changes how another person behaves. In the experiment, he talked about a little bit, but I've done a little more research. Real quick, the took a bunch of students, grade school, gave them a test, IQ test, and then picked out basically out of a hat just a bunch of random students, but they told the teachers that those students would be, and again, I think he said high IQ, but in the study actually phrased a little differently where, oh, these are the up and coming bright, even if they're not showing it right now, almost like latent going to be successful students, right? And sure enough, at the end of the year, they tested them and those who they told the teachers, all right, these are going to be your high performers, the ones who are really going to grow this year. They grew more, statistically significantly more than the other students. And this whole effect they call the Pygmalion effect, this phenomenon where high expectations lead to improved performance. That's interesting. Um, While you were talking about this, I felt like we tend to latch on to anything someone does wrong. Because I, I think not only can this have a positive impact, but I, it sounds to me like it can have a very negative impact as well. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we, if, when someone does something that we feel like is not good for our expectations or against our expectations or our desires, we tend to really latch on to that, right? If a student comes in the first day and they're really loud in class, what's going to happen to the teacher? I'm just going to think of that student as the noisy, rowdy. Yeah. yeah he's like not the, going to pay attention and learn. Right. This is the loud student that I'm going to have to like, oh, like hush the whole time. Maybe they're going to have to sit by me. And so immediately that, that student gets treated that way. Even if it was just one of those days, I know in my, I have, you know, we all run in circles and, and I have a, we all have friends and colleagues that we work with and a tribe, yeah. A tribe of people that we spend time with. And there's people that I know who tend to be more negative, but that's me labeling them for some experience that I had with them where they weren't, where they were acting very negative. So it's funny now that I look at this and I'm, we're talking about this aspect because I think of, of specific people that I know who I've labeled as kind of negative in my life. And then I just look at any opportunity to reinforce that. So most of the time (laughs) they might not be negative. They might be happy as can be walking around, doing their thing, doing their job. And I only notice the times now because I've labeled them as negative when they're negative to reinforce my own belief that this person is just a negative person. And and hearing about this has really kind of opened my eyes to, wow, I need to change that. Yeah. In the notes, we'll add some of these, I think some of the better videos that I found and some explanations and stuff. Uh, One of them, Dr. Philip Zimbardo, I don't know if you remember that name. He did the, the Stanford prison experiment. Anyway, kind of sets up the synopsis. And then actually there's a, the actual experimenters go through the experiment 
and kind of their hypothesis. And that was one of them. They actually give several different reasonings on why they think this is. And that was one of them is just like the label. Some kid comes in rowdy and the smart kids, they expected literally teachers would spend more time on them because, oh, they're just wrong. And if I try and explain it to them, they'll get it and catch up and, and, and learn from it. But if it's the kid is like, they think they're not that smart. Why spend the time to even explain it? They're not going to get it. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and it becomes a self-perpetuating, self-fulfilling circle. And I thought about this because of, I mean, I, let's see, we had Jennifer Finlayson Fife on, and she talks a lot about this in relationships. Like you get, it's almost like if you expect your spouse to be non-affectionate or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whenever they're not, we're going to be like, oh, this is how they always are. This is just, yeah. <laughs> you, I think you put it one very good, Jeff. You said that whatever we focus on, be that positive or negative, is going to grow. You've heard that experiment where somebody, okay, look at this picture. Look at all the, all the red objects. Okay. And then take it away and they can, okay, write down every object that was yellow. And they can write two things down out of <laughs> two dozen. Yeah. And to a certain extent, you find what you look for. And if we're looking for the problem, it will reinforce the problem. And our children, you know, my, my, <laughs> my poor daughter, she <laughs> is passionate and can, you know, sometimes when the fuse goes off, it's not like a quiet burn. It's like a loud burn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, the fuse has been, the fuse is lit and she's like angry now. And so I think in my mind, I, I think I, instead of helping her to defuse that, my wife is so much better at this. I, you know, I'm like, oh, she's going to blow up. So when she does, I'm just reinforces that, that in my mind. You already and the other day, it. I expect it. Right. But the yeah. other day after listening to this, cause that's what came to my mind. Right. I'm like, maybe tender mercy from God saying, Hey, this you're looking at this incorrectly. <laughs> I was trying to watch her and, and specifically see the, the knot. And sure enough, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, she kindly helps her little brother very generous, very kind, very patient. And I was like, I, I don't want to reinforce that the behavior I don't want. Yeah. Well, and, and I think to that point, it's always harder to, well, it takes more effort and focus for us to notice and praise the good things. It's yeah. so much easier to recognize and label the bad things that people do. Bad, good, whatever, right? Just the things that yeah. are, have a negative impact. And, and so I, I've, I've thinking of this with my kids, right? One of my sons is definitely more energetic and tends to be like, get himself into more difficult situations than my other son, right? <laughs> um, so that being the case and me obviously now labeling him as the more, <laughs> the more, uh, <laughs> mischievous one right <laughs> is is bad um because now every time i see it i i i tend not to see the good things and the peaceful times and the real the moments when he's really calm and really creative and just focused in he's very good at focusing on things that he's great at like if, if you get him on an art project or some kind of engineering type idea he's just in 100 percent, and he'll go quiet for hours <laughs> right yeah 
And uh, so it's just funny because we tend to label them with the negatives, even though they have so much positive with their personality. Every person does. So I wonder how I'm going to try this now, but to start praising the good more often. And like you said, see how that impacts their behavior on a day-to-day basis. Like if I'm just praising the good and, and just kind of overlooking the, the other moments. It's not, yeah. It's not (laughs) being blind to a bad situation. I think there's a difference. I mean, in behavior psychology, I think this is, I've got a book. It's called don't shoot the dog. (laughs) Uh, But honestly, I found more applicable things to, to like parenting and just being a good (laughs) good person, but a positive reinforcer, right? So behavioral psychology says that behavior that is already occurring, no matter how sporadically can always be intensified with positive reinforcement and goes into how much of a difference this really makes and things that you never think would be possible. Like switching to positive reinforcement is often all that is necessary. It is by far the most effective way to help the bedwetter. For example, private praise and hug for dry sheets in the morning when they occur, right? Positive reinforcement can even work on yourself. And it gives a whole story about how often you're playing a game of pickleball and you making missing a shot the more you beat yourself up but the story of literally a guy that's like complimenting himself and the, the positive reinforcement even in yourself trying to fix your mindset and those labels because we all label ourselves and everybody else it's just part yeah. of our the way we think and it's so limiting so often oh absolutely i think you brought up a good point that this is not just an outward thing right this we do this to ourselves probably the most often yes um, we're very, we're very good at treating others uh, in a decent way, most of us, uh, but we are really bad at treating ourselves decently, right? We, we are always quick to judge ourselves and we have a bunch of soundtracks, negative soundtracks. John Acuff just wrote a new book called Soundtracks and it's coming out soon. Go buy it. I love the guy. His books are amazing, but it's, I think it goes along with this perfectly. We tend to label ourselves. Oh, I'm always late. Oh, I always do that. Oh my gosh. I, I stink at this. Like I'm bad at math. I, whatever the, whatever the label is or the soundtrack that we use to when we, when we feel like our, we expect something to happen and then it does. It's like proof, proof positive again, that Right. I'm right. That I'm I, terrible at this. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm, and again, that is the epitome of the entire book. Personality isn't permanent and 30 day future self is that we don't have to let our past be our future. Right. It's, right. And I know it's obvious, but it more literally our personality can be changed, can literally change these labels of how we see ourselves. Extrovert, yeah. introvert. And I would honestly confident. say that, yeah. uh, with that in mind, start with yourself, right? I mean, yes, obviously you need to be treating others well, but start treating yourself better. And that will immediately bleed over into treating others better because you'll just, you'll be, you'll feel more positive all the time. If you're, you're treating yourself with kindness and giving yourself second chances and not grabbing onto every mistake you make or every negative thing you do and saying, this is just who I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. Cause that, that'll break you very quickly. Oh, man. So the idea here in a nutshell is that your expectation about others and yourselves shape the outcomes. And you tend to see what you want in others and only focus on that and in ourselves. And the things you focused on, both positive and negative, grow. So this is going to make this one short because we're going to just talk about the the action we want you to, to take from this idea. 
But next time, we're actually going to talk a little bit about Ben Hardy's. He talked about this motivation framework of approach versus avoid. And this relates to each other and it'll tie in well, but we're going to keep this one short. So uh, the, the action or the decision in the action, what do we need to do there, Jeff? Okay. So we, we, were kind of, we were thinking about actions for this one and it was pretty awesome because this is a fun topic, honestly. And I think it's something that we're definitely going to talk more about and test out more. So thank you, Ben, for bringing this up to us. But I would say first and foremost, I like this one is anytime you're tempted to label someone or yourself, ask yourself this question, what else is true? Am I really always late? Probably not, right? <laughs> it's like, is this person really always negative? Probably not. So what else is true? And then write that down. Like if it's, if it's, hey, I'm always late. No, I wasn't late this time. And just start to notice those moments when you do the opposite of what you have labeled yourself or when someone else does the opposite of what you've labeled them. I feel like that's a really powerful tool. You can even just make a list of people that you know and kind of write the label next to them. Like, what have I labeled them? And then start to look for the opposite things and start with one person because a lot of people could be challenging, but pick someone who you definitely have labeled and you can picture them in your mind right now. I know it, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. who have I labeled with a negative label? Okay, now I'm going to look for times when they are not that way. If you think someone's selfish all the time, if someone's late all the time, if someone's negative all the time, turn that around and write it down. And then Sheldon, he has an action step for you as well. I do. But if you go back to 41, episode 41, The New You, we're not going to rehash it here, but our shortcut there is to surround yourself with a tribe, be around, rub shoulders with people who are doing the things you want to do, are being like they are the type of person you want to be. Again, because the expectations that they're going to give off, well, for themselves or you, are high achiever. You you can do these things. You can be that. So I think this is, that applies across the board. I worked in a network marketing company for a long time and still dabble in that area as well. And there's nothing more powerful for transformation than a tribe. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this in our other episode, like Sheldon was saying, but the, for those who are wanting to run marathons, start hanging around people who run marathons. If read books by people who run marathons, if you want to be an entrepreneur, <laughs> hang out with entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like even Sheldon and I spending time with Ben Hardy has been big for us in our transformation. Cause we want to become authors. We want to become great yeah. podcasters and he's already a three-time best-selling author. So it's, it's big for us to spend time with those people who are where we want to be. And it's been a confidence boost. Sometimes you talk, we've met with him enough times and enough depth. We're not that much different from him. If he can do it, we can do it. And he believes we can do it. And therefore it helps me believe I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, It helps. His expectations is shaping how I see myself. Yeah. You start to see where other people have come from because we tend to put everybody Mm -hmm. on a pedestal. That's where we want to be. We think, oh, I could never do that because they're super intelligent or whatever. (laughs) You've got the spark. You have have the ability to be whatever it is you want to be. Start spending time with people who are where you want to be, whether that's in books or in person or wherever you have to start. And it's going to make- Podcasts with us. Podcasts <laughs> with us. <laughs> if you're ready to be a parent of five, <laughs> if you want to be a parent of five, spend a lot Anyone? of time with Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyone who's a, a dreamer and wants to make those dreams reality, that's, that's our goal. That's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we, we'll- Finish this off. Last one. And I really like this one because I think this is 
everybody can do this action step if you're still wondering of how to put this idea into action. So the next time you're frustrated or irritated or angry, stop, you know, when you're past the situation or whatever, because the reason you're angry or frustrated is there's some unmet expectation. And I think for most of us, half the time, we don't even realize what those are, right? Especially when it comes to our spouse and that relationship where you're frustrated at something. And so write down, get to the root of what unmet expectation is making you feel that way, which sometimes I think takes us being honest with ourselves. Like this is, this is why I'm frustrated. It's almost hard to, (laughs) to be that honest with yourself and admit like I'm frustrated because they, they didn't do this and this is what I want. And it makes you feel almost, uh, not child, you know, almost like childish or, or, whiny and <laughs> but we don't be so critical on yourself right the first point to learn and overcome is figuring out what those are you know if it's something you need to work on with yourself now you know and if it's just an unmet expectation that they are completely unaware of which again half the time is the problem you can more clearly communicate and work with them to figure things out absolutely that's a fantastic one i think most anger in the world is just uncommunicated expectations and vulnerability, such a huge one right now. So I 100% on that. So those are the two actions. Uh, One, if you're tempted to label someone or label yourself, first, you must ask this, what else is true? And write down the times when it doesn't happen, right? Like, okay, they weren't negative today. They weren't negative in my conversation. They, I, I wasn't late to this meeting. Just give yourself props, give them props for all the times they don't. Yeah. Change the label and realize nothing is permanent and no one is bad all the time, right? At, at some things bad, I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, go back and listen. If you missed it, go back and listen to Ben Hardy's, our Ben Hardy interview, because it was awesome. And go snack his book for free, Who Not How, that we are giving away on our website. Wow, supplies last people. So it's only, you know, we only have so many, but if you're one of the first, you're going to get one for sure. So go to our website and it's all you have to do is subscribe to our list. And all we're going to do is remind you about our podcasts and send you a few nuggets of good info, action steps you can take on a regular basis. Thank you again for joining us. We're going to delve into another idea from Ben next time. You're going to love it. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Any ideas you want us to dive more into any author or anybody really. So let us know. Yes, please. Thank you very much and have a great day. 